Okay, yesterday was Daf Tzadik Test number 98. Today is Tzadik Test 99. And we'll do a review of yesterday's Daf before we get to today's. We have in mind the Rufo Shlema for Adas Basranya. Also, uh, also, David Ben Mazal. David, Rav David Ben Mazal. Okay. And for Michal Aviva Bas uh, Yehudas and Amy Bastvara, all should have Rufo Shlema amongst all other people who need a Rufo. And we're starting off yesterday, if you want to follow along, on the second line on Dav Tzadiches Amud Aleph. And we're introduced to a story. There was this woman who grabbed a silver goblet towards her ksuva. It didn't quite cover the full ksuva, but it was in the right direction. Um, and uh, what happened was is... Uh, oh, thank you. Hi. Um, okay, and uh, so uh, what happened was is that she also requested to have Mizonos. So they came before Rava and they asked him, you know, what story do we have to give her Mizonos or don't we? And he told the orphans they must give her Mizonos. And that's because, although it's true, Rabbi Shimon said that as soon as you dip into your Ksuva to collect your Ksuva, you're not entitled to Mizonos. Um, we don't hold, we don't agree with him. We say that Mixas Kesef is Kichol Kesef. If she's still too partial, uh, partially for her ksuva, it's as if she's entirely uh, uh, owed her ksuva, and therefore she is still fed from the estate. Um, and that's that. So Rabba, the son of Rabba, sent to Rav Yosef. Um, when a woman is selling outside of Besdin, does she need to swear or not? The, or does she not need to swear? So the Gemara says, why don't you ask the question whether it needs to be announced? As we'll soon see, there's when doing a value, when trying to sell property, you need to make a proclamation before. So he says that I don't have a question because Reb Zira said the name of Nachman that when there's a widow that valued for herself, meaning she just basically said, you know. I'm collecting my ksuva, so like I think this candelabra is really nice, and I'm taking it as uh, as you know three hundred dollars towards my ksuva entitlement, whatever it is. And she just made up the valuation in her head, so that's nothing. Um, if she now, if she actually had it valuated or did this valuation system of proclaiming and putting it up for bids and seeing what it could get bid at, so then why isn't it exactly accurate? So it must be that there was no proclamation. And when is it no good only if she took it for herself, but if she's selling it to others, so then what's done is done. So this is not necessarily a proof, because it could be that there was a proclamation there, um, and the question is still who, you know, you still don't know that you, you, you know, that you, you're entitled to that value from it. Um, like the story goes with this fellow who was given something belonging to the orphans he went and evaluated for himself as 400 sos, and then it was uh, went up in value and now it was 600 and uh, came for Avami and he said look just who told you that you, the valuation that you got at 400 was originally correct um, so that's the, that's, the, that's the point point is an evaluation that's being used to take it yourself, maybe it's not considered reliable. And the bottom line is, you will do need to swear, but you do not need hakraza 
That was the bottom line. Took us to the Mishnah. We have a widow who has a ksuva of 200 and she sold property that was only worth 100, but she sold it for 200. Or the reverse, she had property that was worth 200 and she sold it for only 100. In either case, it's considered that she is paid in full and she could receive the value of her ksuva. <clears throat> if because ksuva, she was ignorant about this kind of ruling, about She should have been uh, more knowledgeable or whatever, but the fact that she undersold it was, is her problem. That's not our problem, okay? Now, what if her ksuba was only 100 and she sold something that was worth more than that for the 100, then the sale is not valid because she has no right to sell what's beyond the value of what, what she's entitled to. Um, even if she says, I'll pay the extra dinner back to the Yorshim, it's irrelevant, okay? It's an invalid sale, the sale is reversed. Shem Gamliel says that it is valid unless the overage at the size of the, ex, or the extra value um, that's there is useful that in its own right. Meaning, you know, you can't do, there's a certain size of land that's useful and less than that really does nothing. You know, there's not much you could do with it. It's too small. So that's really what it depends on. If the overage is a useful amount, that would, net, that would invalidate the sale. If it's a non-useful amount, then the sale is still a valid sale. And that useful amount is defined depending on what type of property. If it's a chotzer, so then it's producible of nine kav. And if it's a garden, either a half kav or like Rebbe Kiva, a quarter kav. Um, now, if it, let's say your ksuba is 400, so since she's selling off properties, one for 100, one for 100, and so on, Till the last one was one one hundred and a dinar for a hundred. Only the last one's not valid, but the rest are all valid. Now we'll get to each step in the Gemara. So the first thing is, why is it when the two hundreds um, um, was sold for one hundred, we say too bad, it's your loss. So uh, so why don't we reverse the scenario and when it's worth one hundred and sold for two hundred, should say that it, it's her gain. Look, she's the one who sold it for more. She should be the one to make that profit. That's the question. So Rav Nachman said, name Rabbi Barabua, that this teaches us an important principle that Rabbi's saying here is that uh, when you are selling something and you're as a rep- as a really you're a representative, um, and therefore the profits or the increase goes to the owner. Okay, so that's the same thing over here. We brought down a brisa to that effect. You let's say somebody sent you to go shopping. I said, you know, I want you to pick up, you know, five donuts from the donut shop. So you go and get five donuts from the donut shop, and they say, you know what, five, you know, how much is a donut? A dollar a donut. Yeah, for, you know, here, take an extra donut, enjoy. Okay, who gets the donut? It's a very serious question. Okay, who gets the extra donut? The guy gave you the money, you know, he gave you the five dollars to buy five donuts, and they threw in an extra donut. So, uh, Rebbe says, it goes to the shliach. And Rabbi Yossi says, it's split. And the b'risa brings down that Rabbi Yossi says it all goes to the owner. So, which is it? So, Rami Barachamah says it's not difficult. Uh, the contradiction of Rabbi Yossi, it depends. If it's something like a donut that has a set price, you know, they charge per donut, and that's how it goes. So then, 
Um, it's a double shirzul kitzvah. So then it's split 50-50 because the question is, maybe they're giving the extra one for the fact that you're buying. You're buying five already, so they're giving you an extra one because you bought five. Well, who bought five? The owner, or the, the person whose money it is. Um, so, or maybe they just like you, and therefore it's like a tip, therefore it's for you, which is how, obviously how Rebbe looks at it. So that's the thing. That's why since it's a suffix, it's 50, split 50-50, you're going to have to cut that donut in half and share it. Okay? But if it's a double share and no kids, well, there's certain things that just don't have valuation like that. It doesn't work that way. Um, it's not like set in value. So example of that, it would be like a, a jacket, um, things that are sold by guesstimation. So sometimes they sell it cheaper. Sometimes it's it's more exacting. You can't just can't can't know. So uh, you know, there's you know, you could go buy a suit, the same suit. Sometimes it could be a huge difference in price depending on the store. You know, there's discounts. They'll sell. You know, if it's a sales time, so then the same suit is is half the price. Whatever, because it's such a variation. So then it all will go contribution to the balhamos. Okay, if they throw in an extra tie or handkerchief. Okay. All right, so Rapapa says, bottom line, halacha is this exact difference that if it's like Rav Yossi, something that's set in price is split, something that's not set in price, it goes to the owner of the money. Um, and that's, come to tell you that this is, the, in fact, the pshat in the contradiction, the answer to the contradiction. Next, Shiloh that was raised was that he told him, um, uh, he told his messenger, his representative, his broker, I want you to sell a lesser worth of land. And he went and sold a core worth of land, double the size. So, is that like going against what he was told to do, and therefore, uh, or is that adding on to what he was supposed to do? So, in other words, if it's adding on what he's supposed to do, so then at least the sale is valid up to that amount. And what's over, he had no right to sell, and that will reverse. Okay? But the Kenyan for the Lesach is good. Or do we say this guy is not listening, and therefore nothing is sold, and the whole sale is thrown out the window? That's the suffix. So Rav Yaakov from Narpgud said, name of Ravina, uh, coming here, proof that Balbai uh, says to Shliach, give him a, uh, give, give, here's an interesting case. He sells, so the, the owner of the household tells the messenger, we have some guests. Give everyone a slice of roast beef from the pot. Okay. Uh, unbeknownst to him, the roast beef is hectish. Okay. But whatever. He was donated to Hectish. Okay. Forgotten. Anyway. And then the messenger said to the guest, take two slices of roast beef. And then walked away. And then they each helped themselves to three slices of roast beef. Okay. Sounds like a nursery rhyme. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, all of them were more behegdish. Okay, now, if you say that it's called Mosav Alvarov, so then that would make sense why the Balbais was more behegdish. Because the Shliach did listen to him as far as the first slice. It was the second slice that was when he transgressed. He just added on. Okay? But if you say it's going against, so then why is the Balbais small at all? It's like the Shliach didn't do a Shlichus, so then the Balbais shouldn't be more behegdish. That's a kasha. So the says maybe it really depends on how it's worded. Maybe the wording over here is is that he said, take one 
from the das of the balbais and one from my das. Um, and then they, it, it, so like he ex- specifically expressed that my, that the owner of the household said you guys can each have one. I say you can each have another one. And then he, they said, and we say we can each have a third. Okay. If two is good, three is even better. Okay. Next we brought, a, okay, so that was uh, one ride we tried. Next ride we tried, the ksuva was a hundred. She sold what was worth a hundred and a dinar for a hundred. So he said, that's an invalid sale. Now, what's the case? Again, our case is, uh, this is coming from our Mishnah. So isn't it talking about where she sold what really to its true value? It was a mana and dinar, and she sold it for a mana and dinar. Um, and when we say it was sold for a mana, not, it was for the money that is due to her. So, and um, even if she says, I'm going to go back and give you that dinar to the inheritors of land, um, it, we said, still an invalid sale. What does that really show you? That uh, it's not Mosav al-Dvarov, it's Mavir uh, al-Dvarov, and she has no right to do that. That's the question, or that seems to be a nice raya to this case. On that, Rav Huna, the son of Rav Nassim, says, no, we're talking about where it was worth 100 and more than that, and an extra dinar, and she sold it for only 100, and that's the problem, because she lowered the price. And that is where we got up to yesterday, and we're going to continue really with this right now. And let's just stop this for a minute.